we spent Baruch Hashem these two wonderful days together with different Torah, different Chizuk, and I will try to have this discussion really be a continuation of the ideas and the concepts that we discussed and in particular to the last drasha of Rebbe Ziyo Zangazunt. Let me start off with um, a word, an explanation, a hargoshe on Chumash Vayikra. Yesterday was Pashas B'chukosai, Shabbos Chazak. And we said Chazak and we were saying Chumash Vayikra. Now Chumash Vayikra is a very special Chumash in the Torah. Chazal tell us that Vayikra is the center, the core, the Neshama of the Torah. That's why Vayikra is in the middle. Bereshit Shema is on one side. Vayikra and Dvarim on the other side. And Vayikra is the core of the Torah. Now, most of the discussion of Vayikra is about Korbonis. The sacrifices that were brought in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. And the whole idea of a Korban, of a sacrifice, bringing an animal to the Beis Hamikdash and shechting it, slaughtering it, spilling the blood on the Mizbeach, burning the meat on the Mizbeach, is really the secrets of the Torah. It is a, a whole, an idea which the Rambam discusses, and the Rabban discusses, and the Mukabalim discusses it. And after everything, we don't really understand what's going on. But as much as it's the secrets of the Torah, it's obvious that it's a very essential part of the Torah. The Torah designated almost a whole Chumash to it, way in the center of the Torah. All Yom Tovim, whether it's a Shabbos or a Yom Tif, there's a Korb Musaf. And again, I'm not going to do justice to this subject, but I would like to discuss for just a little concept, what is the expression of a Korban, of a sacrifice? Now let me start off with the Kasha, which is very... Customary by Jewish people, we always have kashas. Manish Tana Laila Zemikalatis, you start off a Pesach with the Kasha. The name of the Chumish usually gives such an, ex- an expression to the Chumish. Now, the name of the Chumish is Chumish Vayikro. And it starts off with the Pasik Vayikro El Moshe. And Rashi says, Lashon Chiba, Hashem called to Moshe. And this is the introduction to this Chumash. And here the question is, what is the connection between the concept Vayikra al Moshe? Hashem called to Moshe. It's a beautiful concept that Hashem called Lashon Chiba, Moshe, Moshe, tell the Jewish people this and that. But, it's, but it seems that this, the calling to Moshe has a very special message to it that the whole Chumash is called Chumash Vayikra. What is the expression of Vayikra el Moshe Chumish Vayikra? And he called to him. Now, we know that Vayikra is really in parallel, opposite parallel, to Bilam HaRosha, whereas by Bilam it says Vayikor Eloikim el Bilam. Hashem happened to meet Bilam and it's expression of Mikra. It happened. Bilal was looking for Hashem and he met, he, he, he happened to pass by Hashem by accident. Now, Chazal tell us, what is the difference between Talmidim of Bilal and Talmidim of Avraham Avinu? And Chazal tell us, Talmidim of Bilal have Ayro and the Ruach Gevoyha, he's about Taiva. And Avraham Avinu's Talmidim have Ayin Mucha, Nefesh And many Drushes were said, why this is so important, is this what the friendship between Avraham Avinu and Bilam? And here we find what the friendship between 
Moshe and Bila, the difference between Vayikra and Vayikar. The difference between Hashem called him or Hashem accidentally found him. And all this needs explanation. And I'm going to try to put, you know, just a little, a little, some kind of an explanation, even though, of course, these beautiful subjects we cannot do justice to them. This is Torah. Now, <clears throat> let us discuss, as we started, the concept of Vayikra. Now, we live in a world. And this world is, is governed by Hashem Yisbarach, was created by Hashem Yisbarach. And there's an English word called nature. Nature, teva. Actually, the world, nature is not a Jewish world whatsoever. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a Greek word. But the Kuzri uses this word and he says, teva hu elokim. And the, the word hateva is bigmatri elokim. There's such a thing called nature. HaKadosh Baruch created the world that we see there's a natural pattern in this world. And there's another way of looking at the world as Ashgoch protest. Now, if we will look at this world called nature, what we call nature, we will see... Now, I don't... My, my English is pale to express what I'm going to try to express I don't know if this is the right word the 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 the, achzaris, the, the, the non, that you find in nature let me bring a marshal you bring a marshal not far from here is the Atlantic Ocean now this Atlantic Ocean I don't know how, how to estimate it let's say there's a million billion fish a million billion fish, just about, I don't know, I have no way to estimate how many fish, but there are millions and billions of fish. And over there in this Atlantic Ocean, there's big fish and there's small fish. And the big fish eat the small fish. You know, isn't that cruel? Could you imagine? When Chazal are trying to tell us the epitome of cruelty, You know what that means? When a human person eats up someone else, and it's very customary in modern generations, well, you at least have the derecheret to slaughter him. In the world of nature, you just swallow him, swallow him alive. I think, you know, you could write a book of the, cru- of the cruelty that when you see a spider eating up a fly, he eats him up alive. Isn't that disastrous? I mean... How do you understand that? doesn't bother us. Does it bother anybody? doesn't bother anybody. It's a natural phenomenon. It's natural. There's such a thing called as a natural disaster. You know what natural disaster means? You're looking at your breakfast table and you didn't hear Rabbi Talmud's lecture or you didn't go through the seminar and you open up a paper and on the front page down on the bottom it doesn't get the real headlines. There was an earthquake, let's say, in northern Japan. 15,000 people dead. No, that's, that's a holocaust. 15,000 people dead. Natural disaster. You read it. It's good it didn't happen here. And then you get up to your breakfast table and you bench with Kavana. And you have to send a piece of smoked fish to your neighbor because they ask you to have a smoked fish. You take the newspaper, you wrap it up, and you send it. That's the end of the, the 15,000. 15,000 people did. Everyone has a mother and a mother-in-law and a grandmother and children. 15,000 people did. Natural disaster. A flood. Do you know what damage a flood does, Rahman al-Islam? A flood. There's rain and there's rain and there's rain. Flood. Could flood houses. $200 million of damage. Is anybody shocked? Nobody's shocked. It's nature. Now really, 
When you go to university, which you shouldn't, when we ask a guy, modern science, what is humanity? What is a, the, 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 the creation called Adam? The creation called a person? And I didn't go through school, but I, I know enough to be able to quote, and if, I didn't quote exactly because I don't know Latin that well. But really, what is a person? An intelligent animal. That's what a person is. He's an animal, eats like an animal, sleeps like an animal, and he has intelligence. A person is an intelligent animal. Within the realms of nature, there is a fish, and there's a cow, and there is a cow with added intelligence, and this is what we call a human being. Now, I'm not, I think everyone here will appreciate, I'm not exaggerating one moment. If a human being is an intelligent animal, then Hitler was right. And there is no difference between Auschwitz and Fulton's fish market. There is no difference. Unless someone scientifically come up and tell me within the realms of, of, of nature, a lot of the Shechilik, and here we're not only scientists, we're Tamir Chachamik, we say Tzveidinim. Tell me where is the Tzveidinim between Fulton Fish Market or a spider web and Auschwitz. A natural disaster. But you know what the difference really is? The difference is one big difference. Because when we yesterday, Baruch Hashem, ate fish on our Shabbos table, and we had a delicious piece of fish, really compliments to our wonderful Ma'archim over here in this, in this hotel, in this camp. When we ate the piece of fish, if someone has vehiced their fish, what's the name of this fish? He doesn't have a name. A fish doesn't have a name. Does he have a name? When you buy a fish from a fish market, does he have a name? Is he called Rachale or Berele or Yanko? He doesn't have a name. He is part of nature. And if he is part of nature, the nature is so big and so vast, and I'm saying something very deep now, was created by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is so great and so far away from this world in his greatness, that you could have, you could, you could, you could, you, you don't today, you don't catch fish by hooks. You'll never make a penny. They catch them by super nets. 50,000 at a time, and they dump them into the things, and it comes to our table, and it doesn't have a name. But, when you see a Jewish child, and you listen, and he says, My name is Yanko. That's really the difference. And that is why, that is why there is such a thing called humanity, which is really not nature, but it is humanity. Because this Yankale, this Yingale has a name. And when Kaddish Baruch Hu picked his Jewish people, he put into the center of the Torah, and he said, Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayikra el Moshe. And the, the, the opposite of Moshe is Bilam. Vayikor Elohim El Bilam. Hashem by accident met Bilam. Because that's how Bilam saw the whole world. A big accident. Of course Hashem made this accident. He wasn't stupid. He wasn't an idiot that this beautiful world wasn't made by Hashem. It's a, but it's a natural world. And he wasn't bothered in the least way to say one little word. Tyson says with three letters, Kalim. And all the Jewish people just blow up. What's wrong? A fishnet. An expression of David HaMelech is, Vatas Ha'odam Kiddgei Hayam. What's the difference between the man and the fish? Because Vayikir Elohim El Bilam. Because the whole world is one big accident. And the whole world is one big natural phenomenon. And in that's nature, there's no, there's no mercy, there's no emotions, there's no feelings. It's nature. But the difference between Moshe and Bilam is that Moshe was Vayikra el Moshe. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe, and this is the most important word in the Torah, Moshe, do you know, you have a name. You know what a name is? A name is that there's a personal, emotional, shaykhist connection to Hashem is Barach. This is not a product of nature. Just like a mother to a child, a father to a child, human beings to human beings. There's a name. It's personal. It's, it's with Avo, it's with Chiba. And the moment that the, the connection between Hashem is Baruch and the word becomes personal, and every Jew has a Yiddish name, at that moment, there is a Torah, and everything opens up, and the whole Torah manifests itself, because that's what Torah is. That's the center of Torah. And what was the mitzvah that Hashem gave to Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Jewish people, Odom, Odom, Odom means a man, a person. Bring a korban. What is a korban? A korban is as follows. You take this animal, take this behemoth, and you, as the Ramban says, this, this animal represents your own self. What am I? I'm an animal. Now an animal, there's no emotions to an animal. Do we have I mean, a farmer? Today in our modern generation, I'm not, this, is, this is just a pun. Today people love dogs more than anything else. But this is just a pun. I don't want to discuss this subject. But a normal human being that has a fish market, that has a, a barn, he has no love to his animals. For sure it's not personal, it's not emotional. Take this behemoth which represents you yourself. And slaughter him. Take out the blood which is the essence. And bring him up on Mizbeach Hashem, the Rotsoy. Rotsoy means that you, as, as you see yourself as an animalistic person, you can be Oyla the Rotsoy. Hashem can see you with a name, as a person, with emotions, with love, and you're Oyla the Rotsoy, the Reach Nichoyach Ishala Hashem. Hashem can love you and kiss you and hug you like a mother to a child, like a father to a child. And take every piece of your meat, every piece of your body and bring it up. And that's where Torah starts. And then, if you eat matzah, it's not so, it's not, it's not, it's not a cow chewing his chud. When you eat, when you, when you take a lulav, when you sit in a sukkah, everything becomes personal, everything becomes emotional, everything is av, everything is, is chiba. And then nothing is an accident. And then every person, every Jew, who's involved in this bris. And it's very interesting. When do we give a name to a Jewish child? Very interesting. When do we give a name to a Jewish child? If it's a boy, it's by the bris milah. And if it's a little maidala, the minig Yisrael, it's not ma'akiv. A boy by a boy, it's also not ma'akiv. It doesn't have to be. But the custom is a little girl by the Sefer Torah. And a little boy by the bris milah. The Sefer Torah is also called a bris. Sefer habris. The covenant, the, the, the connection. Because when we are koyah's bris with Hashem, when we attach ourselves to Hashem, we attach ourselves with a name. With a name. And a name has a wonderful expression. In a family, I have not yet met the family that two boys have the same name. That two sisters have the same name. Now, I have a little Rochel of Hashem. I love that name, Rochel, Rochel Imenu. That's the Shekhinah HaKadoshah. I have one Rochel and one Miriam. And one Esther, because it's a name. And a name expresses personality, yichud, avo, yishakenim and ashika is piu, the wonderful mashal of an ashika. A father loves his children, but you can't kiss two babies together. There's no way to kiss two together. A kiss is in a one-on-one basis. 
And Matan Torah was a Kashbuch gave us a kiss. And there were 600,000 Jews standing there. Everyone with his name. And everyone had his private kiss from Hashem. There is no such thing as a public kiss. A kiss is pure private. Yishakenim and Yishiko is pihu. Kitoivim doidecho, your friendship, your emotion, miyoyim. And this is the central of, of, of Judaism, the central of the Torah is, Vayikro el Moshe. You're not part of nature. You have a name. And it's very important to know this foundation of Judaism. It's important for us to know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us, not as human beings, not as Jews, not as B'nai Torah, but as person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us as his yankele. Imagine you have a family and tragedy happens. A father has ten children and one of the children, tragedy happens. He's very sick. And you see the father is going bananas and going mishigit. So you say, what's the problem? What happened? My son is sick. Oh, your son is sick? So what? How many do you have? I have ten. Ten. So what's so terrible? Nine is left over. You know what he says? He says, I don't love him as a son. I love him as yankala. I have one yankala. All I have is one and only yankala. And this yankala is my, is, is my only yankala. And my connection, I don't love him as a son, and the same thing Hashem is Baruch. Hashem is Baruch doesn't love us as Jewish people. Of course, because we're Jewish people, but Kodesh Baruch loves us, everyone, as a person. And we are in his eyes as one and only, and that's what it means, Vayikra El Moshe. And the opposite of this concept is Vayikr, what's called nature. We live in a world, I'm part of the world, now, this idea of personalizing our shaykhis to Yiddishkeit is something which is very important for us to know. Because this trap called nature is a terrible trap which many of us are caught up in. What's called Vayikra Elakim El Bilam. I think many of us, and really this is called Judaism, which is mitzvahs anoshe mulumodo. As Rabbi Taba calls it, robot Judaism. It's a famous word today. What does it mean, robot Judaism? It means I'm a yid. I was brought up as a yid. And many times even, those that were not brought up with religious backgrounds. But we had a time when we realized, we saw light, and we adopted Yiddishkeit, and it became part of us. And it turns into our nature. It turns into our nature. We're programmed to get up in the morning and daven. And if I don't get up in the morning and daven, if I didn't daven this morning, we feel worse than if we didn't eat breakfast. I'm sure everyone here reached this, the, the, we became, it became so, the, the habit became so part of us. Not to daven is worse than fasting. You feel like a louse all day. You're afraid to cross the street. Could you imagine if I wouldn't have a shachas in the morning? I'd be afraid to cross the street. That guy, he might be drunk. He'll run me over. I didn't daven in the morning. And it turns the part of our nature. And we have our davening, we have our learning, we have our mitzvahs, we have our matzah, we have our sukkah. And Baruch Hashem, we're programmed beautifully. And everything turns into one big vayikah. But there's no personal connection. We don't feel ourselves as a ben yochid by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We walk into a shul, I feel like a, a, a bubble of a chosid. Beautiful to be a bubble of a chosid. Or to be like a lakewood younger man. It's beautiful to be a lakewood younger man. It's beautiful to be a sakmer chosid. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want you to, to be a bubble of a chosid or a lakewood younger man. You have to be a, a yankele. A yankele by Hashem. A ben yochid. Personal. Ava, Kesher. And the question is, how do we reach this? And the answer is, the answer is to get out of the trap of nature. Now, I would like to, to, to discuss for a few minutes 
a subject which I'm letting myself a little bit into a, into a, I don't know how to say it, into a narrow path. But I think it's something which many of us, I think we'd benefit just by having the concepts, just by understanding certain things, many things we see which we don't understand. I would like to explain a certain phenomenon which I think, it, I think it's interesting to explain. I would like to explain my, how I look at the phenomenon which is 250 years old, just about, as Hasidus. Now, I personally, I think I should introduce myself. I'm personally a Litvak. I'm a Litvak. My, my father learned to marry yeshiva. I myself learned Litvish yeshivas. I'm a Hasidish family. I'm a Slonomer. My great uncle is a Slonomer Rebbe. But whatever the case is, if you're a Litvak or a Chosid, the phenomenon of Hasidus is something which, which embraces Yiddishkeit very, very strongly. I would like to explain. Many of us, I think, are missing what really is the message of Hasidus to the Jewish people. If you're a Litvak or a Hasid, it doesn't matter. But it's, but it's important to know what is the message of Hasidus. Now, we know in Hasidus is a Rebbe. Let's talk a moment about the Rebbe. The Rebbe today is called a Rebbe. I don't know how many years ago, but a little, not too long ago, a Rebbe was called in Yiddish Agutayid. Agutayid is literal translation, a good Jew. This is very important. Because Agutayid means, a good Jew means that, and I think it was emphasized, there's no such thing as a Rebbe. No such thing as a Rebbe. A Rebbe is a Agutayid. Everyone's supposed to be a Rebbe. And really everything was centered around the Rebbe. He's a Rebbe. He's a Agutayid. And where are you? He's a Agutayid. If there was a shlechtayid, it's nabuch. Now I'd like to discuss a little bit about Rebbes. One thing about Rebbes, that Rebbes had Ruach HaKodesh. Rebbes had Ruach HaKodesh. Today, Litvishy generations were taught, it's a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of baloney. I, I'm not so young, I'm not that old, but I was taught by my ultra Litvishy mashgiach, a little different. I'd like to tell you how I was taught. My Mashgiach once told me, and he's a real Litvak, such a story. There was once two Bochum from Yeshiva's Volozhin, Talmud Rabbi Chaim Volozhin, that went to a Hasidish Chotzer. It happened to be Slonim. I mean, that, that's how he told me the story. And I'm telling you a story which is authentic because I heard it from a Yid. I heard it 40 years, 35 years ago. And he's a Yid from previous generations. And he was a, he's, he was a Adam Godel. He told me a Maise, he said, the Maise goes as follows. Two young light went from Volozhin to Slonim and wanted to see Slonim. And they were there for Shabbos. And the Rebbe was standing. And the Hasidim was standing with two lines in their hearts for the Rebbe. And the Rebbe was standing and they were thinking to themselves, the Rebbe is like a general and the Hasidim like lines of soldiers. And the Rebbe stopped, was talking. And during his talking, he stopped and he was doing his talking and he said, there are some people that think that a Rebbe is like a general and the Hasidim are like lines of soldiers. And he started explaining the secret of the general and the soldiers. And they became Slonim HaChasidim. They saw the Rebbe knew their Machshavis, the Rebbe's Ruach HaKadosh. They came back to Volozhin and they walked into the Rebbe of Chaim Volozhner, who was not a Chassid, as we know. And they just walked through the door. The Chaim said, Mine Yidine, Mine Rebetzin, Shlok Mine Itzile, in other words, to translate, he told the two, these two younger light, he says, my wife is now hitting my itzalit. The bitzalit of Volozhin was a prime son, and then he was a little boy. My wife at home, he was sitting in, in the yeshiva, is hitting my itzalit because he's sitting at my, his father's place, and he's getting pitched. In other words, he knew what they were thinking. He knew the whole story. And he said, I also have a Ruch I know what my wife is doing at home. This is what I was taught. That the Hasidim had Ruach HaKadosh, of course they had Ruach HaKadosh. But all Kodali Yisrael had Ruach HaKadosh. And here I'm going to pose a question, which is not, not, not an easy question to answer. What is Ruach HaKadosh? How does it work? I also want Ruach HaKadosh. How does it work? My Kobrimus Hasidim, they say a story. They said the Rebbe was once, was once going in a wagon, and the Balagola was sitting next to him, and two oxen were pulling the wagon. 
We're pulling, we're pulling the carriage, the, the, the wagon, yeah? So the Rebbe says to the Balagolith, he says, you see these two oxen, which one is a trait and which one is kosher? In other words, one of them has, has, has his, his, his lungs are penetrated. He says, which one is treif, which one is kosher? She says, Rebbe, how should I know? She says, Yibayna Shalaylam, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you eyes. It's covered up with a little bit of skin, you don't see anything. You don't see anything, you're blind. I mean, he's attacking you, what, you're blind? You have eyes. Cover a little bit of skin, zeshin garnished. Well, <laughs> we are a thousand light years from these people. But we are the Talmudim. We, there's a message. What is the message of this thing called Ruach HaKodesh? One question which I'm going to try to answer today in a simple way which, is, which might teach us something. I have another question to ask. I, again, I, I'm not, I, I myself personally, over here, there's Chassidish Yungalite over here, Chassidish Rebetzins over here. I myself am not a Chassidish, but I enjoy going to Chassidish. Because it's my family, I enjoy going to Chassidim. I, I, I lived in Bnei Brak. I was in Vision Satish a lot. I was, when, I was a, when I was younger, I was a little boy. I used to go to Satmar. My father used to send me. My father was a real Litvak. More than I am. But, Geshtip Sech and Satmar. I used by the, by the Rebbe. I saw the Rebbe a lot. Did you ever see how, how, uh, how, how the Chassidim, a Machabed, a Rebbe? Now, I want to, I want to picture it. Those, everyone saw it, but I'd like to, I want to try to explain it. The Rebbe walks along, and he has two hoiz bochim. He has two boys, two bochim sitting on each side. Now, he's walking, and they're walking along with him. He comes to this place. One, one shamish takes the chair, moves it aside, moves it back, and pushes it. The Rebbe sits down. He pushes the stender. What is this supposed to be? He can't do it himself? He brings his talus. The Rebbe sits by the tish. So there's a bottle of wine. I mean, I, was, I, saw, I saw Rebbe's. There's a bottle of wine. The Rebbe wouldn't put out his hand to bring the bottle close to him. And the Shamish is a Talmud Chochem. I happen to know him. He brings the bottle over to the Rebbe. I don't know why he doesn't give the Rebbe, he doesn't pick up the, the kais. I'll soon explain why. What is this supposed to be? What does this mean? So when I was a little boy, I always held. I'm still a little boy, but I'm just a drop. I'm just trying to explain it. I always held, this is COVID, COVID from the Rebbe. Hashem should, be, should forgive me for saying this, I think this is absolutely sheker. These people, Bereach Min HaKovid, they used to, they ran away from COVID. That was the worst thing in the life of Hashem was COVID. And they scrimped all life against COVID. And here you have a whole, whole situation, as if he'd be Hashem Shalom an invalid. He can't, he, can't, he, can't, he can't do anything himself. What is it supposed to be? I mean, there's an expression here. And I'd like to explain, what is this all about? And I think it's very important for us to know. Because again, a Rebbe was not a Rebbe. I, I'm not a Rebbe, but I'm supposed to be a good Tayyid. And I think everyone here appreciates, I'm talking about Tzaddikim, that are thousands of light years away from us. But we're the Talmudim, and there's, there's, there's an expression, and there's a message which we should learn from. And I'd like to explain this in a very simple way. I think that everyone sitting here knows that today in modern, in modern, modern science they found out something very interesting. Today, Hashem should help all of us. It's very shchiach. There are, lot, there are many children that are born. I don't know the... the in Hebrew they're called autistic, autistic. Children that are completely retarded. And... This is not, uh, it's not a new phenomenon. And people, we always held that they're completely retarded, they're ashamed, they don't know anything. And today, in modern, modern ways, that they found something very, very interesting. That these people, that these children, are ultra, ultra, how should I say it, intelligent. I, I, I heard for this from a younger man, you know, Fakim. I mean, I, I, if I wouldn't know this guy, I'd say he's dreaming. One of my neighbors... Has never such a child. The child is three years old, completely out. You, there's no, nothing you could talk to. Him. And, and, and a younger man came to me. He was breathless. He was he he, he was mamish. He was going crazy. He said, "I took the baby. His name is Yankel. Happens to be Yaakov. That happens to be his name. I was by his bris. I sat him on my lap, and I asked him, Yaakov, ech korimli. 
What's my name? And there was a computer board and there were letters in English. There were letters in English. This child, his parents don't know English. And he said in English, what's his name? He brought that, what his name? And then there was, there was a bag of tefillin. I said, what's in here? And he said in Hebrew letters, Tov, he showed, Tov, Pei, Yud, Lamid, Yud, Nun. Tefillin. And, I mean, I think, I think there were, there were books written about this. This is, I mean, it's just, these children see misoifoyla matsoifoy. It's just unbelievable. And some people say that it's matana from Hashem to comfort these parents. It's very interesting. These parents, all of a sudden, they see the children are geniuses. I know someone here in America has such a child. He taught him a sechtas tainis. The question is how to get contact, how to get to converse with the children. That's a whole science how to converse with these children. He taught him a whole Gemara. He caught it within, within three days. He caught the whole Gemara. He knew everything. The question how to converse with these children. Now, let us try to simply, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. Let us try to simply analyze what does this mean? How does this work? And I think it's very, very simple. Now, let me try to analyze it. When you see a human being, so, so you don't have to be ultra-religious to know that there's a guf and a neshama. There's a body and a soul. Now, because you see, there's such thing called Ahmad Aslan's death. When the soul leaves it, you have the same body, the same eyes, the same ears, and he's just, he's just, he, he can't move. What's he missing? He's missing life. Now when I say good morning, who am I talking to? I'm talking to the personality. I'm not talking to the body. The body is something dead. The body is lifeless. It's, it's simple, it's simple sense. Everyone who has a little intelligence know, when I say good morning, I'm talking to a personality. What does it mean to see? Your eyes don't see. Your eyes don't see. Let us call it in Hebrew the nefesh. Let us call it in Hebrew the nefesh. I think everyone is familiar with this word. The nefesh sees. The soul is what's seeing. I'm not talking now religiously. I'm talking simply scientifically. Who sees? The nefesh sees. The nefesh hears. The nefesh feels. The nefesh wants. When you're sitting in a dentist's chair and, and, and it's hurting you, you know, who is it hurting? It's hurting, it's hurting my personality, alright? Now, this personality that sees, there is no logical way to see that I have to see through eyes. Are you with me? You could see through eyes. But there's no reason in the world why you, why you need eyes to see. And the truth is, that a moment a person dies, the personality is complete, it's just he's not tied down to his body. And at that moment, he sees Messiah and Messiah because he sees the eyes is like a wick. You see fire? It's tied down. It's, it's tied down to this wick and it stays here. The moment you take the wick away, the koyach, the koyach, the, 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 the power to see. I once heard Bishar Nachman Breslov a beautiful word, a beautiful expression. He once said, he says, scientists, he says, one mess. He says, the simplest dead person knows more than all the scientists. What a beautiful insight. Because when you, when your, when your personality is cut down, that you, that you could only think of what your mind thinks, well, this mind is very, comp- this, this, this is, this, com- this is compressed. How could you see through a mind? And how could you see through eyes? How much could you see? So the moment there's a wall, so you can't see anything. Now these children, Rahman al-Islam, don't see, there's no connection between the powers of the nefesh and their physical powers. So when you see them, he he looks in his eyes, he can't talk, he can't express himself, he can't, all his physical powers, but the personality is there. So if if you're able to get a connection with his personality, he'll tell you things which you never imagined. You know why? Because he sees without eyes. Because his eyes don't hold back everything that everything that they hold back by you. Let me continue. But does everyone understand what I'm saying now? All right, can I continue? Yes. Now, lahav elafav dollars. I don't know if you said the word lahav. There is such a thing called as ruach hakodesh. Now, the true understanding of ruach hakodesh, I have no way of explaining. This is kedusha. This is tyrant. But let me talk in a simple way of ruach hakodesh. The way this Rebbe told us, the Kabir told us, told us, it means as follows. 
When a person walks out in the street and he has a power of seeing and 24 hours he sees through his eyes, he hears through his ears, all the concentration of his personality is what his eyes see and what his ears see and what his fingers touch and what his physical mind teaches him. So his personality is condensed to his eyes and his ears and everything which is behind this wall, he sees nothing. But a person that his concentration, 24 hours, is on Kedusha and on Tyre, on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What happens is that he, he disattaches all his powers of seeing and hearing from his physical eyes, from his ears, and from all his physical utensils. And all of a sudden he sees without eyes. And if you see without eyes, that's called the Chazim Leblin. You can see the whole world. And if you say it's Chasidah Shatayra, so I'm telling you, I'm quoting the Chavah Salvavas. The Chavah Salvavas was G'dayli HaRishonim before the Rambam. He says, when you learn Torah, and you become devil to Hashem, and he says the whole process, for all he says, I'm quoting, Mamash quoting, And if you can see without eyes, then how far can you see? That's Ruach HaKadosh. That's Ruach HaKadosh's. Again, I'm not talking of the greatness of Ruach HaKadosh, but that's the first thing called of Ruach HaKadosh. And I'd like to t- tell you what a Rebbe, this was the, the essence of a, of a Hasidish Rebbe. Now, today's Rebbe's I'm not talking about. You know the Gerebbe once said? The once said, Rebbe's Vilmun Fatsatikit, or Hasidic Vilmun Let me translate that. You want Rebbe's like, like 200 years ago, but the Hasid you want to be like today. I don't want to discuss Rebbe's today. I imagine the Rebbe's today. I'm not, I don't want to discuss this issue. But I'm talking about Rebbe's that we knew that lived way back. Not so long ago. The Rebbe was pushing all his life, was concentrating on Kedusha and Taita. Till he simply became disattached. By pure nature became disattached from his physical chushim. When he went in the street. Listen to what I'm telling you. When he walked in the street. He had two shamasim on each side. Because one of the two things. If he's dovot Hashem is barach, he'll fall. He didn't see the floor in front of him. The terrorist says, be careful where you're going. If I have to live in a physical world, I can't be a rabbi. And if I have to receive chasidim, so where's my Ruach HaKadosh? So what the rabbi had simple was, he sat down by a table, and he wouldn't put you over the chair because, because all his concentration was on Hashem Yisbarach, on Torah, on Yerushalayim. And if he had to stop for a moment and pull over the chair, you know why they didn't feed him? Shall I tell you why? Because the eating was an avoided. The eating was part of the Kedusha. He had Kavona Sarachile. I once saw someone show me the pages of the Shemus Kodesh, which is, which is when, when, when you chew... So that's why he chewed. They didn't chew for him. Because that was part of the Kedusha. And this was the simple translation of a Rebbe, of a Hasidish Rebbe, and the whole concept of Hasidus. And now I'm going to go down a hundred thousand million steps and tell us what Hasidus tells us. You know what Hasidus tells us? Hasidus tells us one thing. Hasidus tells us, you know what a good to eat is? What is a good to eat? Again, a guti, like the Chazim Malablin, was the Chazim Malablin. A guti, like the Kabina, like the, like, the, like, the, like the big tzaddikim, or the big tzaddikim. But what does a guti yid mean? You know what a guti yid is? A guti yid is someone who simply does not live in a physical, natural world. That's it. Because if you live, simple, if you live your life with physical eyes, your life, the center of your life is simply in the physical world, then you're not a guti yid. And to emphasize, what is this all about? You know what Hasidah Shebegodim means? You know, there's an expression, be, your, be human and be normal and be part of society. Be part of society. You're living in a world. You can do your mitzvahs. You can eat matzah. You can keep Shabbos. Be part of society. Now, who do I belong to? Which part of society? 
So in nature, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, which is not our discussion, it's something very deep, that your clothes express what part of society are you. And Hasidus taught us that I'm not part of society. Absolutely not. I don't belong to the street. Absolutely not. That's why I dress differently, I look differently. Because that's what Yiddishkeit is. That's all the Judaism is. What is Judaism? What does the word Kaddish mean? Kaddish means Mufrash. You are a divided, specified nation. That's all Judaism is. So the say is, alright, you want to keep the mitzvahs? Do whatever you want. I'm not reformed. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should keep the mitzvahs only when you're in the house. You walk out in the street, do a various. That's not what I'm saying. But be a mensch. What does a mensch mean? What you look at as a mensch. That's what you call a mensch. I'm not a mensch. Absolutely not. I simply live in a different world. I live a world of Kedusha, a world of Taira. My best friend, Kaviyachal is Hashem Yisbarach. I'm with him 24 hours a day. Once in a while I meet the Yonavi a couple of Malachim, which is very, very unimportant. Which is very, very unimportant. And if that's what Grace Rebbe is for, and if I'm a, if I'm a Pashta Yid, whether it's a Hasidic Shiit or a Litvashid, but I'm a Pashat Jew, but I want to be a Gutayid. You know what a Gutayid is? A Gutayid means I don't live in this world. I live with Hashem. That's the translation of a Gutayid. And again, I don't know how to, how to emphasize it. It's nothing more than a good Jew. If you're a good Jew, then you start Madragas. I'm not talking about any Madragas, I'm just talking about a good Jew. That's what a good Jew is. Now, Rabbi Zriel, Zangazunt, gave us a suggestion. Stop the media. I, sh- I hope he won't be insulted. I mean, he's crazy. What do you mean, stop the media? What does that mean? I mean, don't live in this world? Don't know what's going on? I mean, if I don't know what's, what, what's, what's stylish and what's not stylish? And don't know what's happening? And don't know the latest car? I'm Jewish, I don't want to read schmutz. But just don't know what's happening. Don't read the paper, don't listen to the news. What, what are you talking about? Don't you have to be a mensch? Don't you have to be in society? Don't you have to be normal? Vayikor Elohim el Absolutely. If you're a person living in a creation called nature, you're part of the world, you're part of the world, and what happened in Germany? What was Haskola? What did they say? Not to keep Shabbos? It took a long time they said not to keep Shabbos. Not to eat kosher? It took a long time. What did they say? How did they start off? Be normal. That's all they said. Be normal. Be human. Be part of society. Dress like an intelligent person. Go to university. Open your eyes. Don't be so narrow. Be part of society. And you know what Hashem said? Society? A fish market. Society. There's no difference between Auschwitz and a Fulton fish market. Absolutely. By the way, I heard they call it Fulton fish market, so I should, I should use a different marshal. There's no difference. What, what, was, what was Holocaust? What was Holocaust? A natural, uh, na- a natural disaster. What's the difference? Six million. An earthquake. What happened? A machine got up. I made a made a us, and it killed six million people. So what? Let's continue. But if it's Vayikra, if every one of these people had a name, Vayikra El Moshe, and they were Hashem as Ben Yochid, and they didn't belong to this world, Bichlam. They were gay in Be'eretz HaKhiris. You ever see a Hasidish younger man walking down in Manhattan? You don't belong here. I have to be here, I have to do business. But this is not your society. This is not your place. <clears throat> you don't belong here. You stick out like a sore thumb. You know why? Because where do, so where do I belong? You belong, where does, does Yankala belong? In Tati's house. That's where Yankala belongs.
That's where he belongs, and that's his life, and that's that, that that's where he is, and that's what we say. We talk, don't belong here. We don't belong here. What you call the world, what you call nature, what you call science, what you call society, what you call intelligence. And again, my English is pale for all the beautiful words which they tell us today that you have to open you up, which is Haskalah. Well, of course, it's Haskalah, Haskalah, Barpak Haskalah, sure. Tel Aviv Haskalah, even Barpak Haskalah. I'm not trying to, to, to knock anybody down. But it's Haskalah. It's Reformed Judaism. I'm not trying to... Please, don't throw, don't throw rotten cabbages here. This is reform, my Rabbi said. This is reform. What is Judaism? Talk to me. Be with me. You went to an Ebeshatish? What is this? A good to eat? What is a good to eat? A good to eat is a good Jew. What is a good Jew? A good Jew is someone who lives with Hashem. Hashem is his friend 24 hours a day. He lives with Hashem. He thinks about Hashem. He doesn't live in the physical world. All of a sudden, he has to eat. Well, he has to eat. So he takes a visit in his kitchen. And again, this is not godless. And we simple Jews, we are simple Jews, but we are good Jews. We have to decide once and for all in what world we live. Let us make this decision. It's not a shayla of mitzvahs. It's not a shayla of shachris or of mincha of mariv or shabbos or kashris or the most beautiful esrik. That's not the issue. The issue is what's the world you live in? Who are your friends? Where are your interests? What interests you? What aggravates you? That's what's important. What aggravates you? You ever see something in the papers? Terrible. Those moonies in, 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 in Arkansas, you could go crazy from them. What's your business? What's your business? You live in that world? If you live in that world, then you're not a good to eat. You're not a good to eat. You know what aggravates you? Your davening is not going good. Your learning is not going good. Yankala comes home. He doesn't want to daven. You're aggravated. You live in Hashem's world. You live with Hashem is Barach. You have a name. You have a name. Your emotions. Where are your emotions? Where are your interests? And it's not easy. It's not easy because this is the problem of American Judaism. This is not American Judaism, modern Judaism. I'm not saying, I mean, I don't, I'm expressing myself, this is the problem of our generation. That the world and the media, is just, it, just, it just captured us and took us away from Hashem's embrace, from Hashem's kiss, we don't know what a sukkah, what is a sukkah? There's a yomtuf called sukkahs. What is sukkahs teaching us? And what does Shavuos teach us? And what does Pesach teach us? Every yomtuf, what does Shabbos teach us? All of this is one message. Sukkahs teaches us, you ever see, we ever in a sukkah? Let me teach the side of the Mechitza. The halacha of a sukkah is, Shtayim kehilchosam, Oshlisha safilu tefach. A sukkah has to have two mechitzes, two walls, and the third one can be even a tefach. A tefach is about eight, eight, eight centimeters, or ten, I don't know how much it is, inches. You know what this emphasizes? Comes that Riyah Kodesh. When someone hugs, there's an arm, and the arm, and the hand. The sukkah is a hug of Hashem. That's all a sukkah is. A hug of Hashem. To be in Hashem's embrace. But the sukkah is not seven days a, not seven days a year. Sukkah is a message. It's a way of life. To live in Hashem's Nusa, To be in Hashem's embrace. And then you take an Arava. You know what Arava is? That's a kiss from Hashem. That's all that Arava is. Go explain this in the street. I, I once had this, 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 this appreciation. But, it, but never, by me it was, was, was with, with heartache. I was going down from my house, carrying my lulav, and it was a Shanarab in the morning. And you know, Shanarab is a wonderful, wonderful day. After that wonderful night. And I was going down carrying the lulav. And I was carrying a rovis. And a bus goes by. 
A bus driver. I saw Nebuch. He knows nothing. I said to myself, you know, if he will stop the bus and he'll ask, what are these branches? What are these leaves? So I would tell him, I'm going to shul to give Hashem his baruch a kiss. Would he know what I'm talking about? Would he know what I'm talking about? He wouldn't know what I'm talking about. You know why? Because he's in a different world. He's in a different world. He's just playing a different society. A different world. I don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. How the Chazinish says? They call it love and we call it chorus. It's just a different, it's a different, <laughs> different vocabulary. We call it chorus. nefesh. Being cut off from the Jewish people. They call it love. No, so, I mean, can you get together? But we have to decide, are we a gear in shul and at home on the avenue? Are we at home in shul and a gear on the avenue? And it's a decision which we have to make. And it's a decision mostly of our interests. What interests us? If we can't live without the radio? Because that's, that's the world we live in. And again, there's nothing wrong... I'm talking about those, those, those talk, uh, talk shows which is, which is as we was described I'm talking about the same but you know just live live with the media know what's going on once in a while hear a song a comedy just, just live with the media just know what's happening just live the question is what world do you live in and once you get used to it to stop it is mysterious nefesh it's not easy it's to cut yourself it's to cut your life off it's a kiss to Hashem I can describe yesterday Hashem said, Moshe, give me your neshama. And Moshe Rabbeinu gave away his neshama. And at that moment, he got a kiss back. All of a sudden, he entered a world of Kedusha, which he never imagined. And I think I could say that what the Bazil was suggested to stop for 40 days, it's not, it's, not just, it's not just cleaning your glasses. You'll go into a world of Kedusha, of beauty, which you never imagined exists. It's simply changing worlds. It's changing worlds. It's going out of Olam Haza, absolutely, and becoming a good Tayyid. We have a long way to Ruch HaKodesh. Pretty long way. But it's at least being a good Tayyid. So the Rebbe, the Heligrim, walk in the street. He needs two Hoiz Bacharim that he shouldn't fall on his face because he didn't see the stones in front of him. He saw the Havaya. He said, you came up to me with fiery letters. And when I walk in the street, and by the way, I don't see that you came up to fiery letters, but that doesn't mean I have to see the newsstand. Did I get that far from him? That he was walking in the street? I mean, so we, so with what is he my Rebbe? So where is he my Rebbe? If he sees the Havaya Kodesh, and I see a newsstand, so where is the Rebbe? So if he sees the Havaya Kodesh, and I walk in the street, at least I'm careful with my eyes. I don't look at every shtus. I know where not to walk. So at least he's a Rebbe and I'm a Talmud. But we, but we live in the same Bismarish. I call myself a Yid, I call myself a Chassidish, I call myself a Litvish, I can call myself, I have a contact. But if you live in two different worlds completely. And this is not such a hard... I, mean, I don't know how to say it. This, this is the essence of a Jew. And of course, as we were saying, it needs a Koran. Vayikra el Moshe. It needs a certain amount of sacrifice. It does not go by itself. Vayikra el Moshe. Hashem called Moshe. And Hashem said, first thing, know that you have a name. I love you and I want you. I'm interested in you. You are ben yachid by me. You have a name. You're not part of nature. You're not a natural phenomenon. You didn't grow on a tree. You have a name. You might be yochid. And someone says to himself, "Well, what if Hashem has one less?" So I always say this, Moshe, and this is the truth—the truth of Judaism. Imagine a father walking to the yeshiva. He has a son learning in the yeshiva. He has two sons during the yeshiva, three sons during the yeshiva. And he wants to see how his son is doing. He heard that, you know, he heard hints. 
travels to the yeshiva, and he walks into the base medrash, and what, is he, what does he see? He sees 300 bachim learning past moda. It's a roar. His heart opens. And he says, where's my yankala? Yankala? Oh. I think he went, he went to the candy store, read, read, read the news. Where's my yankala? Someone says, what are you so excited about? Look how many bachim sitting and learning. Look how wonderful it is. What do I care about that? Where's my yankala? Where's my ankle? My ankle isn't here. I don't care. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, but you, but Beryl is your son. Beryl is a gazunt. A gazunt of Where's my ankle? Hashem Yisbarach walks into a base medrash and says, Where's my ankle? Where's my ankle? You know, this is all your children. I don't care. Hashem Yisbarach says, Where's my Ben Yochid, my precious Jew? And we're talking, I'm talking about my own self and every person sitting here. When we don't participate, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is missing his most precious, beloved Ben Yochid, Vayikra Moshe. You have a name, and there's only one like you. You have time to read the papers? You have time? You know, in Yiddish, there's something called Arebishkind. You know what means Arebishkind? You know what means Arebishkind? I don't know how to describe Arebishkind. You have a big Hasidic Rebbe. My father was always, in our community, an important person. People used to tell me, your father's a rabbi. Your father's a rabbi. What's, what's, you know, what, what, are you, what are you so wild about? They still tell me. Your father's a rabbi. Your father, can A rabbish kind. What does a rabbish kind mean? You're a kind of a rabbi. Be special. Be special. Imagine a ben yochid. You know what a ben yochid means? That you're going to be a rabbi someday. Imagine a rabbi shkin reading the New York Times. This is nishfadir. Give me the paper. So the guy says, you know, he re- I can read the New York Times. Adibas lach rabbi shkint. Vos pisti? Dibas Hashem is borach skint. Das is nishkir rabbi shkint. Vayikro el moisha. Kodesh Baruch said, I gave you a name. I gave you a name. You're not a fish. You're not a fish on a Shabbos table. Vihaisti. Vihaisti. He doesn't have a name. But you have a name. Vayikro Moshe. You know what I gave this name? When you spilled your blood, when you were eight days old, and I made a bris with you, and you're mine, and you're mine, Ben Yochid, and I kissed you in high Sinai, or if you're made by a safer Torah, and I gave you a name, you're called Rochel, and you're called Yankel. And you are precious in the whole world. Because you have a name. So you say, Hashem is Baruch, but I'm only human. Human. Maybe give a shtikl shchit. A carbon. And you realize that your blood is l'ratzayn. Every drop of blood when you have, when you shed a tear, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachol is shedding a tear with you. That's Judaism. Every, every moment of our, of our pain, every problem in our life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavi Yochul is emotionally involved and close to us and crying with us because, because, we, because you have a name. So Hashem says, but please, but live with me, talk to me. What world do you live in? If you live in, in that, that's the whole shadow, what world do you live in? Live in my society, come to my sukkah, eat my matzis, eat my bread, eat my Shabbos Kodesh. You have to go out to work? Of course you have to go out to work. But take me along. Take me along. And this is something which every one of us has to be kind of, because that's what a good deed is. And the easiest way to do it is, as Rebazir was suggesting, the first thing is cut yourself off. It'll hurt in the beginning, but you get used to it, all of a sudden you'll see how beautiful it is to be with Hashem. And then the next Shabbos, we start reading Shir Hashirim. You'll see how beautiful every word is. Achasi yoinosi tamosi. Achasi yoinosi tamosi. Borohi imo. He's clean to her mother. Imo zuknesis Yisrael. Clean. You're not ungeschmutzed. With all that garbage, with all that dirt. We live in a world today. You walk out in the street. <sighs> we don't have to discuss that. Borohi imo. You could be clean. You have, you, you have to be ungeschmutzt. You could be clean. You could be clean. 
Live in Hashem's world. Live in Hashem's embrace. You can go to work and you can make money. You can make parnoseh. But the question is, where is your machshava? Where is your mind? Who do you love? Who interests you? Where are your emotions? That's a good to eat. That's a good to eat. That's all it is. And ashray, praise is the good to eat. Because when we become friends with Hashem, we live in Hashem's world. It's so, it's Hashem, Hashem is so beautiful. We were described to this, this, this morning, suffering. There's a lot of suffering, but again, everything becomes beautiful. Everything becomes beautiful when it's with Hashem. Everything has, all of a sudden has meaning. And it doesn't have to be suffering. We see, we'll see nisim in our life. Kaddish should help us. We should be in Hashem's embrace. And we should be zaycha to kol tov, tamid leilam.